with doing these sketches where it's like, oh, this is more of what I want to be. And if you see my Instagram, like you mentioned, some of the sketches from like 2020, uh, it's like, oh yeah, that's, that is me. That is the first dress I bought. I just drew myself. Oh, that's me and something I wanted to buy that I didn't actually buy. Uh, that's me and like, it's like a lot of me and that art. Welcome to the Queer Mercado Podcast. This is where you listen to LGBTQ plus vendors, artists, and creators that make up the Queer Mercado community. You will hear their stories, their motivation, and get to experience their magic. I'm your host, Gaudencio Marquez, one of the founding organizers of the Queer Mercado, a network weaver by profession, and a crochet artist. Today, we will be talking with Randy Gomez from Randy Does Art. Randy is an artist who paints, crafts, tie-dyes, and makes beautiful collages. They use comic books and their own experience as part of the inspiration that guides their work. Before we get started, I want to take a quick moment to acknowledge that we are in the middle of Pride Month. This is a time to engage in community, to celebrate, and also to remember that the fight for liberation isn't over. So yes, let's continue to be loud and proud about our collective accomplishments and also continue to pave the way for future generations. Let's continue to take space and be our true authentic selves. We at the Queer Mercado also believe that it's important that we do so year-round. Y como dice Bambi Salcedo, mi existir es resistir. Nuestro existir es resistir. Y con eso, let's jump into our chat today. Randy, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, Hello. Randy, why don't we start by having folks um, hear a little bit about who you are. I've been an artist since, oh my God, I want to say since I started drawing in middle school. But like, like I remember specifically that's when I started drawing and like showing off people. It's like, I'm not that good, but I was doing it like then. Okay, I like that. You know, for those people that have not stopped by the Queer Mercado or stopped by your booth, share with them a little bit about what they're going to find and, and, and what your art consists of. Uh, uh, my art consists of a lot of different things. I, like you've seen my booth, like you said, where it's um, a bunch of different things. The, the comic books are always involved with everything I do, it seems like. Uh, and those are actually old collections of mine. That's how I make uh, comic book uh, notebooks. And then I also do the skateboards where I like Modge Podge it onto it and then like seal it with something. And then also for the um, the skateboards, I paint on them just to give it like something like more of a a cohesive element that goes throughout the whole skateboard. And uh, I remember I made fir my first one in college, actually. And then I made uh, the tie dyes, which is like I got so many tie dyes now. It took a long time to figure that out. Oh my! Gosh, I actually okay. started this year doing the tie dyes, but I just like ran with it and I started doing a lot of them. And then finally, my paintings, I've been painting forever, technically. But like, I, most of the paintings that I have now, I guess, a lot of the visual elements that I use are very, like, recent. Before, I mostly just sketched on my, on my sketchbooks. It was like, uh, figures and like people and clothes. And I wanted to draw a lot of like humans like it's like nice it's like scenes of regular people doing regular things you know and a lot of the time it's like oh the subject is me because i'm the only thing i see i have noticed that the the paintings that you you paint are you right in in some instances yeah a lot of the time they really are especially like um there's these bigger pieces and uh there i made them two three years ago and when I was trying to figure some stuff out about myself before I um, came out, oh, I didn't mention it, but uh, I'm trans. 
also identify as non-binary as well. But um, when I was trying to figure that out, I remember I made a series of paintings that related to that. There was one where it's kind of an, uh, an androgynous like silhouette figure behind like essentially the bi flag colors because I'm also bi. And I was like seeing like they're they're like trapped within this color and but they don't understand it and they're trying they're figuring it out but this is like a new thing to them but it's always been them because that is who they are oh my gosh that's so deep uh, oh my gosh like that uh, do you have that painting at your do you do you bring that to the criminal oh i do actually yes yeah okay so next time i'm gonna make sure that i pay attention to that that's such a powerful there's so much symbolism there right and how you described this individual that is portrayed there as being already and at the same time them trying to sort of figure things out i also when i made that painting i was gonna use it to like come out to my partner oh as like i thought oh this is a great way to do it because i i do art let me figure let me make something and then when they're they like is there a meaning behind this and i said oh nothing <laughs> i just like the colors <laughs> I didn't bring it up for until December later that year. It's like, and that's when I came out. Um, you've also shared with me in the past how um, your 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 art process and your journey, your creative journey, was also tied to your coming out process. And you just kind of touched on that just a second ago. Tell us a little bit more about that and how that has been for you. I would say a lot of the art, especially like the like the sketchbook stuff that I do, it was very much. Like I said, I used myself, right? But I didn't want to draw male figures. It just did not interest me. It did not have anything that I wanted in it. And so I just kind of drew a, a girl me. And I didn't think much of it except, oh, I like this a lot better. And I put myself in clothes that I like and that I don't have and because back then especially I was very depressed in my like early 20s <laughs> before I came out I was extremely depressed and I couldn't really figure out why you know and the art really helped me like figure that out it was like with doing these sketches where it's like oh this is more of what I want to be and if you see my Instagram like you mentioned some of the sketches from like 2020 uh, it's like, oh, yeah, that's that is me. That is the first dress I bought. I just drew myself. Oh, that's me and something I wanted to buy that I didn't actually buy. Uh, that's me. And like, it's like a lot of me in that art. And it just took a it took me a while. I came out and I was 28, 27 when I figured it out. And I barely started medically transitioning um, last year. So it's a process. Yeah, thank you for sharing that because it's a, it, it, it's, it's, it's incredible to hear how your art, you were using almost like your art to create this vision of who you are that you weren't necessarily activating in that moment just yet, but it was, it, you were, you were creating it, right? Like you were, um, artistically sort of expressing that part. Um, did you, you did you mention, let me just clarify something. Did you know, um, at that point, as you were drawing, that this is, uh, was it something that was just coming through your art that wasn't necessarily like, this is an, an intentional sort of recognition of this is who I am? 
it was uh it was not intentional when it first started because um like i said i I didn't even want to accept that i was bi at that point because i knew that since high school like i've that i knew but i didn't want to accept i went to an all-boys school and i'm like yo a lot of these boys (laughs) but i didn't want to say anything uh especially um when I got a partner who it's we've been together for 10 years and I was I was worried about coming out about saying anything about that so the same thing when I figured out I was trans I'm like I didn't want to say anything because I was scared because you know even like family members I've heard like you know things that they've said where I'm like I don't want to come out because I've heard what you said and then yeah but I live in a situation now where it's a lot better so my dad doesn't live here anymore. He's off in Nicaragua. And I get to just live as I want to. Thank you, Randy. I appreciate this so much. I appreciate this conversation a lot, especially in how your own process and healing and living as authentically as possible is in part facilitated through your creative expression. And that's one of the things that I appreciate uh, about the queer mercado space, that many of us are in a similar journey and that we're doing so in community. Okay, I want to continue to you know, learn more about you. You mentioned that you were born in Southeast LA. Tell us about your experience growing up in the Southeast LA community. Well, uh, I was I was born in LA and raised in uh, Southeast LA. And uh, I, I was in Bell. That's where we lived off of Firestone. I remember. Yeah. And um, I, yeah, I just, we went to I went to school at Woodlawn, and I just remember having to walk home every day with my neighbors because <laughs> my parents were there. And uh, then later in middle school, high school time, like we went to Karahe, and ever since then we were in Karahe up until very recently, two years ago, we came to Whittier. And I remember growing up there; it was very. Like my parents were trying to like, oh, they 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 was like, oh, this is where we're living, but they wanted me to get like school like at other places. So I remember my mom she um, put me in a Catholic school since middle school. So I've always been in other places. It kind of sucks because like I wanted to see the friends I had before in elementary school but then it's like you grow apart after that because it's like well you're going you don't go to the same school even if we live in the same uh, apartment blocks it's like different at that point I remember there was a little bit of that disconnect but then eventually like I did try to get more into the community that I was a part of you know especially like when I started going to ELAC and like I didn't have a car so it's like I have to take the bus so I'm like I'm walking everywhere everywhere and I also have to walk the dogs. You mentioned you went to Catholic school. How many years were you in Catholic school? Uh, all of middle school and all of high school. Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and so how was going to Catholic school for you? Uh, people were me. <laughs> I remember that's that middle school experience. I learned a lot of this stuff. Like, I learned what gay was because everybody said you're gay. Mm. To me, and I was like, uh, I don't know what that means, but it's like, what's wrong with liking boys? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right? Nothing yeah. wrong. Right. And then um, I remember specific to my best friends. I'm like, looking back, I'm like, oh, I had a crush on them. <laughs> it's a, a boy and a girl. I'm like, oh, 
Yeah, I, I like them a lot. And that's when I started reading comic books a lot. And that's also when I started uh, doing art. Mm. So that's nice for me. Mm -hmm. The religious aspect of it, I'm like, I didn't really care for it. And eventually in high school, the only part of like the Bible stuff I liked was like the, the actual history behind it. And to me, that's way more impactful to me. Like, oh, it's like, oh, when did John make the book of John? It's like, I don't know. That's more interesting than the actual words within it. I want to come back a little bit to your art process. And, um, you know, I've seen, you know, I, I, for me as a creator, creative that, that makes things with my hands, like sometimes seeing people, how they react to my work is really interesting and really cool at the same time. But then also letting go of some of these pieces is like, okay, I got this, right? But it's it's kind of cool to kind of see that process unfold and learn about myself in that process. How How is that process for you in engaging people and people seeing and engaging with your art? Well, when I talk about my art with people at the Quid Mercado, it's very, like, easy for me, I guess, just because, like, this is what I like doing. I'm like, I love talking about the process of how I do things and talking to other people, other vendors who do like similar stuff. Like, oh, how did you do that? Like, and then like just swapping like ideas of how we do things. So like, it makes it very hard sometimes to get rid of things because it's like, oh, you want to buy this self-portrait I made of myself? It's like, it's very personal. Can you tag me on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember... I. Uh, last Queen Mercado, it was a self-portrait done on a wood block, and I was like, I had spent like a like maybe a week on it, and they were like, oh, I'm going back to Australia, and I'm gonna take, I'm gonna buy this, and I was like, oh my god, my art is gonna be, my picture of me is gonna be in Australia, uh -huh. and I was like so excited, and it just, that's, that's the nice part of it. It's like, oh, the fact that. A little bit of myself is being taken with other people. That's right. And that's the part I do like. And but again, it is difficult. Yeah. And your your art is also resonating with other people. So they're taking some of a little bit of you with them. And obviously there's something that they're connecting with in that in, in that art piece as well. I didn't expect right away that people would resonate with my art. Like uh especially if you see my Instagram, it's the early stuff, like 2017, 2016, it's like, I didn't have confidence. In it. I, that's when I started trying to vend like a little bit, but it wasn't stuff that I thought represented me. It was just stuff that I thought um, people would kind of want. And it was notebooks, but it wasn't like this. It wasn't notebooks that I cared about necessarily. And it became difficult to realize that, oh, people do want to see the things I do. And people do like to see uh, representations of myself and like my story. And just because when it's your own story, you don't necessarily think it's important enough or good enough to tell people. But when you tell it and people are listening, you realize, oh, this is uh, something worth saying. Oh, my gosh. That I, that that. It, the, the, there's something really incredible about what you just said in that in our processes, a lot of the times we find ourselves trying to appease other people. We're trying to like figure out what they like and, and what you just described is this powerful place that you're in, in saying, I'm doing my art representing me and who I am. And people are rec recognizing and connecting and re it's resonating. And, and you're doing it for you. 
not for anybody else. Yeah, I just, it's a beautiful thing to see that happen. I remember, like with the notebooks, it's like, uh, you know, things I'm interested in, comic books or The Simpsons. And I remember last uh, last time I was vending uh, somewhere else, actually, uh, in El Sereno, I think. Yeah, uh, I had a Simpsons notebook. And the person recognized all the scenes I put. I'm like, oh, you recognize what I was doing with this? Like, oh, you get that this is like the first season and like, th- like what episode even? I'm like, I remember that too. I know exactly too where every picture is from. And then even uh, I had a Spider-Man notebook and they were like, oh my God, like I know exactly what you're doing. I'm like, oh, having a connection with people through my art, like that is something I could not have imagined before. You know, this is sort of a reflective question that I ask everybody um, about our younger selves. And I always hope that we can look back and see that we're making our younger selves proud of who we are or who we are becoming, right? What is one thing that your younger self is jumping for joy and saying, I'm so proud of you, Randy. I'm so proud of who you are and what you are doing because. I think I would tell my younger self how we're not just surviving, that we're thriving. Because when I was younger, I could not have imagined, like, I really couldn't imagine, uh, I know this might be a little bleak, but uh, I couldn't imagine, like, being past 24. You know what I mean? Like, but now, like, I, I see a future. I see, like, growing old. I could see it, you know, like, in a way I couldn't before. And I think uh, she would have been really happy and she would have been surprised that she was a she. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. Me sister's que se me, uh, my, my, se me el cuerito a little bit. Oh, it, yeah. She would be very happy. And, and, and to see you thriving in the way that you are as well. It's, it's, a, it's a process. And I hope she would be uh, patient with me because she has to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking to our younger selves sometimes is, it brings a lot of emotions and, and a lot of thoughts about, you know, it kind of takes us back a little bit to the traumas that we experience as younger, queer, brown folk. And, um, and at the same time, also kind of going back and saying, that younger self of mine is proud and would be happy. Thank you for sharing that, uh, Randy. I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you. And I think, you know, I appreciate you for joining us today. I appreciate you for being a part of the Queer Mercado community. Like the, the moment that you, you joined us, you're, every time I stop by your booth and I'm like, are you coming back next month? You're like, yep, I'm coming back. I'll be here. And so I really appreciate you trusting us and you being a part of the community. Um, you add such a beautiful spark to this, this, this space and the community that we're building as well. So thank you for that. Randy, Randy, again, gracias. Thank you for joining us. And make sure to catch Randy at the Queer Mercado and follow her Instagram page at, at Randy Does Art. And her website at randydoesart.com. So, muchas gracias. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget that you can find us the third Saturday of each month from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Hilda Solis Learning Academy in East Los Angeles. This podcast has been made possible by the incredible leadership of our producer, Xavier Mejia, our sponsors, Kaiser Permanente, Reach LA, and a list of community backers, which you can find in the show notes. 
Please follow us on social media at The Queer Mercado. And for more information on this episode, please email us at thequeermercado at gmail.com. Gracias y hasta luego. 